Fire Tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danunaki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe Hey, So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at? Wake up we about to get into it I know you can't get enough At home, at work It don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes You know what's up, ayy uh, Rising from the ashes What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Worship in the Storm I'm your host, Emmanuel Kingman And here is my co-host, Andy Rouse What's going on, Andy? What up, what up? Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, happy Friday. Yeah, it's been a long time God. since we've been here. Mimi's here as well. Hello. And I we did. have we have on our first guest of Worship in the Storm, Danunaki yes. Dan. What up, Dan? Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? I what up, am... homie? What up, man? G-I-F. Long time I no hope. see, Andy. Yeah, seriously, it's been way too long, man. Yeah, you guys put out an episode, what, yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah that was for, from a, like a month ago yeah we oh, okay. were, <laughs> i re, uh i started a new show oh you for, got your own now for the patreon patreon only and i'm just gonna be interviewing people and talking about their spiritual beliefs um nice. it's called devil's advocate and it's spiritual spirituality religion and paranormal and how those things fit together <sighs> And I'm just going to talk to individual people, podcasters, oh. guests that, sounds that we have on the show. And then, uh, you know, see what they believe in. And so Andy was the first guest on that show. And uh, I was kind of, you know, using him as a guinea pig a little bit. And then so I could kind of fine tune the way I wanted to do some of the things oh, and yeah. get, get my questions in. Uh, cause I want to make it kind of short and sweet, but I want to also like try to learn about other people's spirituality, uh, just cause I feel like it make me a more well-rounded person to understand other people's spiritual beliefs and, um, whether it be whatever religion or whatever spirituality they have and see how they, cause I think a lot of people kind of combine a few different things and philosophies and, and kind of use it. And. I think, you know, whatever you use, as long as it makes you a better person, then more power to you. But so. yeah, I actually just uh, mentioned you on uh, one of the bonus episodes of Mimi and I just did. I was saying, like, I like having friends that don't think the same as me because then it helps me stay balanced and helps me not get into an echo chamber. Yeah, that's what that's how I kind of feel about you, too. I, I think you challenge me and you challenge some of the things I say and it keeps keeps us uh on the level not to, uh, yeah, man. And I, I think it's great though oh yeah yeah i love it yeah that's why you know uh i have some people sometimes email me on my show and they're saying i have a lot of christians come to my show obviously yeah so uh as you should yeah and they're pretty <laughs> hardcore in their beliefs and sometimes yeah. they say how hey, i'm having on deceivers and this and that and i'm like look that's I have to talk to everybody, you know, and yeah. and who am I to say what's right and what's wrong? I'm only a man. I have to take the information I'm given, give it to God, let God tell me what's what's good and what isn't, you know? 
I like yeah, what you don't have to believe everything. said the other day about, you know, finding similarities instead of differences. So you oh, yeah. Come you, together with the similarities. Both of you guys will, would uh, really like Truth Seeker. I don't know oh, if you man. heard me interview him. You would both really enjoy him. I actually already started that episode today, so I'll be finishing it the next time I'm listening to some podcast, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm listening to his part. music, too. He has yeah. really good music. And, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's spiritual, but it's not necessarily a bad. It's not Christian. But it's mm. spiritual it's and it's not it. cursing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very positive stuff. It's it's really well done. Uh, yesterday and today, I've been listening to an audio book about the Bhagavad Gita and about oh, yeah, Krishna and uh, Arjuna, and uh, it's very very interesting. Uh, I found a lot of correlation between that and um, the Bible. Jesus. Yeah, for Jesus, for sure. Yeah, there's this one part in there where he says, I am this, I am that, I am, I am, I am, I am. But he says, pretty much he says he's everything. He's the sun, he's the moon, he's the good, he's the bad. He's he's all-encompassing. He's the universe, he's everything, and everything else is within him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got, yeah, the, I got the actual book too, but... I don't have a lot of time to read anymore, yeah. but I have a lot of time to listen. So it's, uh, I was hoping they'd get into the stories, uh, from the Bhagavad Gita, but they get more into like the philosophy and everything like that, which is cool. Uh, I got to send you what I listened to because I listened to, it was an album. It was on Spotify listed under albums and it was 19 different sections mm. and it has background music it's very uh uplifting type of music in the background as they read it and it's i yeah. listened to it like three times in five days the entire thing and oh, it wow. just it really helped me uh understand like i was saying to you earlier it really helped me understand that i can only worry about me it's really big in there where christian is telling arjun you can't do someone else's job even if you do it better than them you can't do it for them. They have to do it for themselves. And that taught me like, oh, everyone has this awakening and everyone needs to go through it themselves. I can't force it upon yes. anyone. It's a personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, um, you know, that's kind of like there's a lesson. Well, there's a very general lesson that it seems many spiritual practices from around the world kind of teach without saying they're teaching it. And it's just this idea of beating around the bush, subtly guiding the student, but never giving all the answers, always Mm -hmm. letting the student find out for themselves. So I think. Uh, I don't know, we can go down this path, but, you know, sometimes we uh, we assume people are being secretive or hiding things uh, when in reality they may they may be kind of subtly leading us and helping us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything is really us externally. It is. And at different times of your life, at different moments, you can really see that. And you see like, Oh wow. Like what's happening. Uh, Like everything seems to be lining. Like my pet's doing this. I'm doing this. Uh, Uh, the uh, my external environment's doing this it's like wow this is really i'm in the right spot now because everything is aligning as above so below and i see it more and more recently it's been wild yeah awesome man 
The flip side of that is when you do kind of figure it out, you want to almost force it on other people because you figured it out. And now you have the experience (laughs) and you want to tell people about your experience and they're just not, they're not there yet. So you can't force it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how was everybody's uh, Christmas and New Year's? You guys do anything? Yeah, it was pretty good, man. Just saw some family. Kept it low key. Yeah, me too. Yeah, my son came into town. My uh, ex-wife took my son uh, during COVID and moved to another state. And uh, so we had to go do a bunch of court shit with that. And uh, so he's uh, visiting for holidays right now and stuff. And then for summer. Uh, so he came down for Christmas. And uh, so I took a little two-week break and just spent some time with him because I hadn't seen him for f- about five months. So it was good just to spend some time with him and kind of just do things and not worry about podcasting or anything for a while. Just take my mind off it and just give him my attention. And, uh, I I do have a story from that though. Um, we were taking him back to the airport. So we're riding in the car together and, uh, Hmm. I don't know how we got in the topic of it, but we started talking about, uh, Oh, because my son, uh, had gotten some credit cards uh, for Christmas, uh, some of those prepaid Visa cards, you know, and he wants to go spend them on virtual money uh, in his video games to go play it. And uh, I'm like, dude, you need to like spend it on real physical stuff in the physical world. Like if you spend it in there, it's you're not there's no value. You're just wasting your money away. You're not going to get anything out of it in return. Uh, so buy something that you want or buy something that you need and, and something that you can have and, and not something virtual. And then, uh, I was like, what do you, what do you want to do? Live in the matrix and the metaverse? He's all, Oh, what blue pill, red pill, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I started cracking up so hard because he's 10. Yeah. I was like, how do you know about blue pill and red pill? from freaking youtube or something metaverse memes. Taught him. <laughs> no. yeah yeah mean memes and stuff and uh and stuff like that so i was like okay well do you know what the red pill and blue pill are son even he's like no not really so i was like okay well the red pill is like when you take the red pill you get knowledge and you understand your surroundings and everything around you blue pill is you live in uh idiocy or whatever Virtual uh, ignorance ignorance is bliss type of style you know um and you just kind of live and don't really realize the things going on around you and i was like interestingly it's kind of like eve eating the red apple in the garden of eden right hmm. she eats the apple the apple of knowledge and she gains insight to the gods and then they decide that they have to cover themselves and everything else and then well it doesn't actually say apple it says fruit everyone just says apple everyone does a fruit assume that yes but Mm -hmm. so but even still no it's very symbolic uh, the concept is virtually the same as in she's gaining knowledge from taking something so eve got red pilled yeah, yeah. Oh, Nomad podcast. Did. He commented and said, "Let me guess, Roblox. I guess for the uh, uh, uh find an No, he doesn't play that. He plays like Call of Duty and um, shooting games. And oh, I'm sure they talk like about that. it on there. Halo. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. yeah. I don't think he plays Roblox. Roblox is for like four year olds. Nah, Roblox is uh, all kids are on that. 
Like that, Thanks. you can build your own universe in Roblox. My oh. daughter, my daughter's twelve now. She's been doing it for a couple of years, and she just builds up a mansion. But someone will come along and steal, it, and then she'll just go build up another one. Yeah, he he does Minecraft, but uh, he okay, maybe he's never Minecraft, talked yeah. about Roblox at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, they're all the same to me. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't play them. I I don't. I haven't played video games for. Oh man, I don't even know. Probably. 10 like, years or so like zelda <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll play the old school stuff i love that yeah. stuff yeah yeah so it's interesting that you're talking about you know your son with the red pill blue pill i mean i red pill my daughter she <laughs> she knows all of it you know i don't hold yeah. nothing long. back uh, <laughs> uh we were just talking about uh poisons in our foods you know we i, I mean we're oh, detoxing yeah. like crazy over here yeah i try to tell them you know not to eat and to eat more vegetables and i tell them try to eat a variety of color of vegetables and not just only green vegetables all the time but eat yeah. yellow and Orange, orange and yeah. green and Purple, red all of them all of them mm-hmm. eat the rainbow is what you're supposed to do you're kind of you want it because all of those different colors hold those different vibrations right mm-hmm. um just like with your chakras like so they hold the different vibrations so you want to try to eat all of them otherwise you can't get your chakras open so you get stuck yeah, uh, yeah, I think our teeth are designed for nuts and uh, berries and fruits, right? Isn't that uh, correct? Yeah, we're designed to be veggies, veggie eaters. And they used to live a lot longer when uh, they ate that. So it's, it's yeah, all uh, it's all interesting how how everything's going. But uh, so before we get going andy uh is there anything you wanted to get into before you know i know dan anaki dan he wanted to come on to talk some box saga is there anything you had in mind first not necessarily man i mean i knew we were going to do some box saga and i'm primed for that man i've been actually reading more about it this week quite a bit so i'm ready to rock all (laughs) right well yeah let's get into it dan so uh what's going on uh what do you have for us today uh, well, I heard you talking to the Mondays about gap theory. Mm. And so I wanted to get into gap theory and maybe fill some of those gaps. All right. Yeah. So, so gap theory, if anyone listening is unsure, gap theory is just a theory that there were beings here before Adam and Eve, which I think is pretty obvious uh, that there, there were. So, uh so what's the gap who was here and what were they doing so i heard you say like in the show that you think that there must have been an earlier source that all of these things came from yeah that they were created not from god so my idea is that the fallen angels were these creator beings uh had the power to create because they were directly created from god they were sons of god if you will they came down and made their own creations and that's how we have the different races and and so on and so forth is because the sons of god are all different races themselves and they made their own creation in their own image and and then god made his creation in his image which was adam and eve but everyone else they didn't have the same holy spirit that we now have in us they didn't have the same iron in their blood uh so they were some of them were blue uh, as well, which we don't have blue beings now. But in, in the Hindu mm. uh, uh, history, you see a lot of blue beings, even Osiris and 
There's so many, Krishna. There's so many that were blue. So I think that's kind of my idea of it. Now I'm not solid on any of that, but it's just uh, some information that came to me, uh, you know, from downloads, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, man. I, I was listening to uh, the Bump podcast, and he had this. Uh, his name was Raven Wolf something. And he was a ET um, experiencer. And what he was saying is that these beings would come to him and they would be this bluish color. Um, and what he related it to was kind of like with the chakra thing is that's what the vibration was that they were radiating. And so they showed up blue to him. Uh, Cause I know a lot of people talk about green aliens and stuff or, mm -hmm. you know, the Martian idea. And then um, you have, we have this like red devil aspect also. And so maybe, but when you look at the chakras, like red is the lowest, right? So maybe mm -hmm. that it's a symbolization. Uh, a, 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 yes, it's symbolizing that lower vibration that's trying to bring you down rather than bring you up. And so these beings came to him and they're blue and they're trying to bring him up and give him information. Um, almost like a, if he was like a star seed or something, he kind of was going back and forth in his own head of of if he was or not. And uh, it's a really good, uh, good episode though. And uh, I recommend it to people. Um, but yeah, with the vibrational thing, I, I think that's interesting. I think we don't really pay a lot of attention to that kind of symbolism, uh, even within the Bible and with other uh, beliefs and stuff. Um, but I, I think that's something that we should maybe try to look into a little bit more because it, even when you look at like the hindus right uh they have like krishna is a blue color and then you have like osiris in egypt and he's a green color and so I uh, he's if, blue too sometimes as well oh is he okay so yeah. so you have like these different colors and maybe those are just representations of their vibration and not their actual skin color to show that they're a higher divinity than the normal people. Well, you know, what's super weird about the color blue is uh, outside of the Egyptians and outside yeah. of these depictions of ancient beings that were blue, they didn't have the color blue. They didn't have a word for it up until like the 1800s. It, I mean, the color blue in itself is some kind of phenomena that uh, I think needs to have deep dives into it because it's super weird. Like Plato used to call the water wine colored. He used to say like the grass was like honey colored. Uh, mm. Just like weird. What? Like everything was differently colored, which makes me kind of think that maybe uh, on the chakra system, maybe the earth, uh, a lot of places they say that the earth is green. It's the heart chakra. The sky mm -hmm. is blue because it's the throat chakra. You know, right. so maybe we were lower. And mm -hmm. things were a different color. The water would have been, or, or the ground would have been honey colored because the yellow chakra is our mm -hmm. solar plexus. Yeah. I, I, I've made that description to no, people too about the 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 globe. It, when you if you look at it, 
as a globe model okay uh and if you look at it as we have like a hot core then the inside would be the red and then you go up through like the oranges and the yellows of the dirt layer and then you get the green and the blue so then above the blue should be like indigo and violets right or possibly colors that we can't see which is why space could be black and that's what the ancients talk about too the purple skies and you bring up the idea of blue not being a color, but also wasn't there something to do with that with purple as well? Like it took a lot of work to get yeah. purple into textiles, and no, that's why it was the color of royalty. And, purple. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely something interesting going on. Phoenicians yeah. too. Uh, I always thought it was Phoenician purple, uh, but I've seen some videos recently that have have said that it was actually Phoenician red. So I'm wondering if something happened there too, where that it kind of changed or maybe they were a higher class and then they became lower and then they mm-hmm. started associating them with the red instead of the high well is wine is that purple or is it red you know i mean i guess it depends on the perspective depends on how definitely does yeah you know so there you go again it's all very weird and it's all interpretations that we're getting this history from uh, mm-hmm. is it even history or did someone named bancroft write it in the 1700s <laughs> well another interesting thing is like well we i think we learn in school that the sky is blue because the ocean is blue right yeah i'd say it's a reflection that's it's, a dumb and it's a I've reflection right reflection of the h2o in the atmosphere or something like that yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. the sahara desert uh d- hasn't had rain in how long <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so most most of the world is ocean, and so it reflects a blue color. But in actuality, water is clear. Right. So, like, I don't, I don't. So, is it the ocean reflecting the sky, or is it the sky reflecting the ocean? Well, I, I. So my <laughs> idea is that we're inside of a ball, and that the firmament is the atmosphere. That's the outside layer. And that mm. everything we see on it is a projection, that it's not real, which uh, actually, so. We're just living in the cave and there's just shadows on the cave, right, Andy? Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> well, oh, so shit. How, how did they, they determine there were ley lines, like back in the 13, 14, 1500s? Maybe because they could see them because there was no projection being projected onto the firmament so that you could see it just like uh, Epcot. You know how it has the different ley lines? I think they're using dousing rods, man. Mm-hmm. Could be. I mean, there's uh, there's endless possibilities, I guess, but maybe not endless, but there are several possibilities, and it's just, you know, maybe yeah, they could also. We could also be talking about just, you know, uh, periods of time where people were more connected, more enlightened, mm-hmm. more, you know, and that we know and that there's rises right. and falls of this. It's very cyclical. Yeah. So perhaps we're going to be entering these new colors or something and then it's going to recycle eventually mm. perhaps yeah. i mean that's what seems to be a lot of where the deeper stuff is pointing to these days it seems like like there's a cycle going on that just repeats over and over and over. yeah well well there there is uh when you go through the ages they they kind of go in a wave like mm-hmm. this and then they there's like this uh meridian line and then it kind of has an arc, and then it goes under that line, and then it mm-hmm. rises back up. And then at each, this line is when the new age starts and the new age ends. Right. And then it goes into the next one. And so we might be on the lower half 
of, of an age right now and rising up uh and we're going to pass that meridian line mm-hmm. when this age ends and then go into the the next age and it's going to be completely different yeah, yeah i just I heard, heard about the go ahead i heard a quote i heard a quote from someone it was epic a really old quote talking about how you know every civilization on this planet has lasted for no longer than like 200 or not civilization but you know great society has lasted for no more than a couple hundred years a few hundred years and how it it all starts with one phase and you know it goes around in that cycle where you know you have your moment of triumph and spiritual greatness but somehow that is followed by like a low low mm-hmm transcendence down back to servitude and it's like it gets so good it ends up really bad or something and then it kind of repeats this big cycle yeah it's like it's not bringing it down or negative or anything it's just how this long drawn out cycle perhaps goes it's like that meme that says like strong men make times easy uh easy times make weak men weak Mm. men make times hard hard times make men strong and and so So, on yeah keeps going yeah and i just wrote about the the uh the epochs like you're saying going up and down in that article Mm. i just wrote i sent you guys uh wtf is a tartarian and uh, (laughs) i was talking about how it went from evil to perfection and now and then back to evil and now we're heading back to perfection i mean i it's obvious to anyone who looks at history that there are times, there are periods of this, uh, you know, in our known history. Definitely That's history it. is cyclical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we we're talking about with the dousing rods and stuff, all of these magicians or mages or uh, influential figures carried some kind of staff or rod with them uh, that could possibly have conducted electricity in some way. Uh, I know the homie Romy from uh, from our show. Woo-hoo. He goes into uh, a- antiquated transhumanism, and he kind of goes into that a little bit on some um, different shows. Uh, so I talk, I check that out. I don't want to give away because it's his thing, but uh, at the same time, basically like the crowns uh, being made of gold, uh, being a conductor, and then worn with jewels, uh, you can could conceive that maybe they're using it to expand their consciousness outward by wearing this conductive thing around their head. Like projecting um, it out. Yeah. Cause I think it's very interesting too, because with Jesus, right. They put a crown of thorns on him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like downgrading. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like, okay, you're not elevated anymore now you're going to be downgraded and then they you know made him carry the cross and everything the the bear i forget what that part of uh the thing was called but um, yeah. oh yeah yeah i know yeah. you're talking about i can't think of it either <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not like sure. gibson made a movie about it it was uh, great yeah passion of the christ I yeah the like passion. In the theater. maybe i'm a masochist yeah. for that i don't know but it, i thought it was a beautiful movie i thought he did a great yeah, job i gotta watch it actually. i didn't watch it <laughs> honestly i'd be very interested to hear your take Emmanuel, because <laughs> it could go one way or the other it could be like that was absolutely beautiful or it could be like that was a fucking horrible mockery you know yeah 
well, I know that Mel Gibson's uh, pretty woke, and uh, that everyone was calling him an anti-Semite after it. So it's probably pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I always just kind of thought, figured he was crazy, but holy crap, man! Yeah, a lot please. of his older interviews, man, talking about the industry and shit. Yeah. He, I'm surprised he hasn't been whacked or anything. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, interesting. It's interesting <laughs> because uh, you know I'm not being anti-Semite, but the Jews killed Jesus. So you know it, it's just interesting to me that Christians and and Jews are they share the same book uh, partially anyway, and that mm. they that it's like society kind of pushes Muslims to be against Jews and Christians, and Christians are supposed to protect Jews. Uh, it's just very weird, you know. You guys uh, ever watch Jubilee? on youtube i have not they put like two different opposing sides together and then have them talk it out in the show and ask them questions we've Uh, needed that forever yeah uh, yeah. i actually saw one i saw one last night about uh aliens and ufos and uh greg carlwood was on it oh nice how do you spell this is it uh j-u-b-i-l-e-e correct yes okay yeah, and uh, so one of the ones I saw is they put Hindus against they put Hindus against Muslims, and uh, I'm having mic issues. Uh, they put Hindus against Muslims, and I didn't realize that they had such a problem with each other. Uh, but apparently, they do on like the 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 border of India and Pakistan. Oh yeah. Uh, apparently there's lots of conflicts going on with Hindus and Muslims and I had no clue at all. And uh, I guess like the Muslims took one of their cities and burned it down. Uh, well, the Muslims have one God uh, as well as the Jews and Christians. So it's interesting. Yeah. So well, uh, even the Hindus do really only have one God. It's just, it's broken up more so than the Trinity, but it's just observed as more, personalized every little thing is more personalized if i if i unplug my mic is it gonna mess things up uh we won't hear you but (laughs) well i'm gonna i'm gonna plug it back in okay no i don't think it'll do anything to any any of us should be all right well you guys carry on i'd say hinduism it kind of depends on what part of hinduism we're talking there's a lot of different subcategories i mean Buddhism comes out of Hinduism as well. So, I mean, it really depends on, because a lot of it is polytheistic. I mean, if we're talking about Buddha as their one God, yeah, I mean, kind of like a savior figure, right? Yeah, but even Buddhism is more atheism because they don't believe in an outside external God. They believe that they're God. So uh, it's it's not even uh, polytheism. That's the... There's an aspect to Buddhism uh-huh. that goes very far as to remove the self altogether. Yeah. And say that they're really there. I don't even, I can't describe that version of it too well, but yeah, it takes the observer right out of it that says that even that's an illusion, which is really interesting. Reading those texts is pretty like humbling and creepy. And <laughs> it's definitely touched on some of my psychedelic experiences where it's like, wait, who's there? Oh, no one. Oh my God. <laughs> just really creepy shit. Yeah. Well, I As think I was... Jesus used Buddhist uh, ways in order to learn himself. And he was human. I think that he really went East to learn all that stuff. His teachings mm-hmm. are very close to Buddha's and Buddha was uh, there absolutely. only a few hundred years earlier. 
I read well, the, the article is, about that on the show. Uh, his name was Isa. Yeah, Esau. Yeah, or I S S A. They had a whole document about it, and they they can prove with this document that Jesus Isa was signed into a temple, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was there, and he studied for a while, and then he left. Uh, but but interestingly, Hinduism talks a lot about the removal of the ego mm-hmm. and how everything is self. And um, I, I so with Buddhism, everything is about yourself and overcoming everything and, and getting enlightened. With Krishna, everything is about putting your faith into Krishna, but also Krishna represents everything, good and bad. He doesn't, he's not just a solid good. And then when you get to Christianity or Catholicism, it's more about the separation and the duality where Christ is all good. And then evils all projected onto the Satan figure. And so it's, it's very interesting because when you, when you really listen to it, it sounds almost like um, they're both one in the same, but what they're describing is the ego and removing that, ego from oneself to enrich the enlightenment and uh and so i i just thought it was pretty interesting to see that that different take because i knew about hinduism and i knew about some of the gods and like ganesh and everything but i never really went into like the philosophy and so i was really surprised that krishna had so much in common with jesus right yeah he he does actually but it's not even krishna isn't even the isn't considered god he's considered the personified god but vishnu is the almighty and then you have uh the dharma and uh barma uh or brahma brahma yeah but yeah, well in this it said vishnu is the embodiment of all of those things yeah yeah vishnu is the or, entirety Krishna, I mean, Krishna is so Krishna the is the son of Vishnu. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's confusing because uh, I guess uh, well, it's about it as confusing really takes... as the Bible. Well, so <laughs> here's yeah, the spiritual <laughs> terms. Like, about... I'm sure that if if you're in India and you're learning it, it makes more sense. Then I would know, also say that right that Vishnu holds a lot in common with the L character, the the Yahweh, the yeah, Jehovah, probably, yeah. the uh mm-hmm. you know uh Enlil right. of Sumer. Uh this is in my opinion, and I think I'm taking like the Gnostic. I, I didn't know I was kind of taking the Gnostic take directly, but that's kind of what it is when you're suggesting that Yahweh or Jehovah or any of these characters is like actually this the evil character in the story, which is yeah, yeah, also yeah, Masonic. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, mm-hmm. they're, <laughs> yeah, they're both in a way. Instead of just being all good or all bad, omnipotent, they they encompass the good and the bad. Um, and it also depends on what we're what level of reality we're talking about. Because you know, I think I've talked on this show before about Genesis and my at least you know the interpretation that I agree with which, you know, does lead to the idea of this. This is a metaphor about understanding the difference between good and evil. And if you know how to read it, it's showing that this Yahweh character, this foreboding control freak is the the system. 
the Satan, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I actually, I had this thought come to me not too long ago that the Trinity that, uh, in Christian terms, you know, we're talking Hindu here, but in Christian terms that Yahweh is the breath of life, right? Yahweh is the Holy spirit. Yeshua is the son. He was the physical person. And then Jesus Christ is the father. He is both. He is the combination. He's the one that gives both of them life, but he needs both of them in order to be him. You know, it's a weird thing where you can't have one without the other, but you can't you need the two smaller ones to make up the larger one but the larger one doesn't exist without the we're, small it's so weird we're talking about alchemy which is yeah, interesting yeah. doesn't doesn't this sound very similar to the conversation you and I had with uh uh Phoenix Aurelius just a few weeks back me and Dan yeah. had had him on the deep share together and and yeah, yeah it was pretty good yeah the, it does feel like an alchemical process you know it's really cool as above so below right Right. Well, I mean, hey, why don't we get into Box Saga right here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. Uh, I saw some, uh, what was his name? Nomad. Nomad with a comment I just put up. And Jesus said unto yeah. him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Mark 10 18. Uh, I would say uh, throw some other quotes up there to whoever's listening about from Genesis or whatnot. And, uh, I'll see if I can make some sense out of it from the box saga perspective um, as, as we go here, but uh, w- yeah, we can jump into it. Uh, where yeah, do you want to, right? Yeah. Where do you want? So, okay. So that's the theory that there's mo- a lot of time in between the garden of Eden and um, creation, right? Or before the garden, and then cre- and then Adam and Eve, or how does it go? Well, yeah, there's multiple things that there were maybe millions of years, or something thousands of years. You know, there's multiple perceptions of this. Okay, so like I- I've been on your show and I talked about box saga before, so uh, but I just talked mostly about that. So what I want you to kind of do is to throw in some. Uh, Bible questions or whatnot, or or the people listening, and then we can kind of go into that too. But so I'll I'll give you a little synopsis of the missing years part at least. Uh, and right, so how also, did Bachelor begin? And well, also it says that there was two sons, and one son went away, and then and exploded. Uh, yeah, exploded in the fifteen hundreds. <laughs> no, not in the fifteen hundreds. Well, that's just in my my opinion. Hundreds. Okay. Yeah, hundred yeah. of millions of years ago. Okay, uh, they're not sure on the on the exact date of the actual uh, beginning part because mm-hmm. uh, there is no beginning, right? And there is no end. Yeah. So, but they say a million years ago, at least, that the world was parallel, and it was in ball lance balance mm-hmm. like this. And then, so picture a rod with a ball, you know, a rod right down yeah. the center of the ball. So you do have a north and south pole. Oh, but pole. before you explain this, I just have a question because I heard someone else explain the box saga and he explained it as it's a cosmic egg that we're inside of a cosmic egg and that we're on flat land. So it was very different. Andrew Balderson. Yeah, it was very different than how you explained it that it was a ball and ball lands. You know, what uh, you're saying, you know? he's, he's, uh, 
Benjamin Balderson is going off of uh, he's an Odinist, and so he's going oh, off terrible. kind of a little bit more off Norse mythology and using okay. like his uh, alchemy stuff to kind right. of create a, a different idea, which I've heard him uh, talk about it with uh, Chance Garden. And uh, some of the stuff that they're coming up with is actually really good and uh, really fluid. And and there's they're making uh, a lot of connections. And I, I think that's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, but in this in the box saga the world is in balance and it's a globe and there's a there's a northern hemisphere and a southern hemisphere so uh about 50 million years ago uh the first ragnarok happened and it says the whole universe and the planet shifted not just the planet but the universe and the planet shifted to the uh 20 shifted 23 degrees but Helsinki, Finland was originally in the very top of the North Pole, and there was a hole in the pole. And this was the it was the hell hole. But this is also where your spirits would get incarnated. So when people say I'm gonna send you to hell and then cut your head off, it's actually saying that I'm sending your soul back to the beginning. Uh, yeah, to the to the reincarnation process, I guess, in a way. Okay. Uh, this could kind of go into why these spirits or these lower dimensional beings are stuck here on the planet is because the holes are now covered or closed. And now the reincarnation process can't happen anymore. And so this could be why they also were trying to mummify to preserve the body. So that way, when these holes were open again, these souls could finally go into the reincarnation process over. Because uh, mm -hmm. before that, they okay. used to burn the bodies and then their soul would go into the hole that way. But now Antarctica, right, is completely covered in ice. So that hole is blocked. So nothing else is coming out of there. And nothing's oh, going in the top one either, uh, or it's going in the top, but then everything is getting stuck into uh, into the earth. So how did the world shift? Does it say? It says actually the entire galaxy shifted. Does it the say hell or anything? It says it was just the first Ragnarok, right? I don't know if there's any literal descriptions of what it what caused it. Okay, no. so that's is, unfortunate. Is Maybe the it's galaxy the is but if you do look at some of the astronomical photos of the galaxy, you can kind of see it is kind of like on a on a tilt a little bit like this, Are, you know. Is that the that galaxy all spiraling around inside of that? Is it uh like as above, so below? Is it the a fractal repeating itself? Is the galaxy just a larger representation of the Earth? I would say that the the galaxy is just a larger representation of an atom. Okay. And I would also so, say that they formed their civilization structurally in spiral patterns. Well, not spirals, but ring patterns. Yeah, concentric, you know, concentric yeah, rings. Yeah, and we always, I love yeah. to talk about how the ancients build with divine design. You know, they went with the grain. They went, they flowed with the water, you know. Right. They were using the symbolism that went with what the universe was mathematically saying. Right. You so know, you want to have a city in new Orleans where it gets destroyed by hurricanes uh, all the time. No right <laughs> angles, man. That's what the whole, like we're, we're all living in right angle cities now, you well, know, sadness. Well, te <laughs> technically, uh, 
humans just like to build on coastlines. But the whole Gulf area and the Yucatan Peninsula was one of the places that got hit in the Younger Dryas area by one of the three meteorites that hit the planet, according to Randall Carlson and and his work. So, uh, what's the Yucatan uh, Peninsula? I'm not sure where that is. It's, it's like the, the eastern tip are. of of Mexico near oh, Cuba, Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so that was I've picked up in uh, meditations that that was Atlantis. That was Quetzalcoatl's home, and it got destroyed of because of the evil shit that he was doing. Correct. And a meteor hit there, and another one hit, and like uh, created the Finger Lakes or maybe the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. America was Atlantis. Okay, yeah, so you know, we we can kind of go into that too because I know you like to talk about how America was maybe Egypt or something like Babylon, that. Israel. And so yeah, so but. So in my perspective, I would say that Atlantis encompassed the whole Atlantic and the the yeah. coastlines of uh, North America, South America, Europe, and Africa. Mm. And so, yeah. but it there was an island like- chain in the middle that existed through the Atlantic and they would set up areas and uh, of protection there mm. uh, and use them as like in- relay points and then go out to the other places in heart, like the Amazon rainforest. They would go harvest the Amazon rainforest. Or were the star uh, forts theirs, the ones out on the Atlantic Ocean, anyway? Uh, I mean, I think that's a, probably a little bit different later of a time period with the okay. star forts. Uh, I think that's a little, yeah, more later in time. This is kind of around the 10,000 BC area. Okay. So, that's when the younger dryas happened. That's when you have all these uh, different civilizations sprouting up and these God people. Right. And so what the box saga explains is that these people lived in the North. And when the ice age happened, it created an ice wall around them. So this is kind of where I think the flat earth theory comes from maybe embedded in the subconscious or, or because they're looking at maps from ancient times and they're showing these depictions and these depictions are actually of Atlantis and not of a flat earth. And cause even it talks about God's mountain, right? The mountain of God. And that would have been in Atlantis and that would have been the North pole. That would have been the magnetic North right? Uh, at that time. And the so throne, the whole, essentially, the whole area was surrounded by a big ice wall, but it was kind of uh, hollowed out through the middle because of this Gulf Stream that was coming up from the Atlantic, from South America, and up and through, and then into this area. It was the water was warm enough that the ice didn't form in that area quite, so they were able to still survive in there, and they built these concentric rings they even called everything the ring lands and so at the top of an uh at the very top would have been the 90th parallel right the 90 degree angle the right angle and so you have the right angle which is the square and then you have the compass with circles right so then the compass and the square could be a a a signature of um it's, well, it's a signature of the Masons, but it could also be a signature of the fact that Atlanteans or these angel people came from the North Pole. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and then, okay. yeah, go ahead, Andy. 
Oh, the uh, yeah, and just to reiterate things I think I've I might have mentioned on here before, but um, Atlantis to me, I'm taking from the box August perspective, it was yeah, like Dan was saying, it was like the entire Atlantic area, and okay. the term itself came from the description of what was going on. I wanted to clarify that with it, we've switched it around or it's changed naturally, but it. I I b- totally believe the box August take on this where it's alt lantis, which meant all land is ice. Mm, and like England, Ireland, Scotland, Poland, all the lands, uh, all the lands, Finland. So were they? So to me, when I hear that, I think they were all names of people, and then land was after. Like there was someone named Ing, there was someone named Ire, and that's how the Vikings supposedly became. When when it comes to the box saga, they say that the two brothers Sven and Dan created Denmark and Sweden. Oh, I wanted to bring that up too because thing it's the tribes of Israel. Absolutely, tribes of Israel, part of it anyway. Another interesting thing is when you guys were talking about uh, the the Satan took one third of, of the angels with him. Mm-hmm. Well, in box saga is split up into three, three different sons. There's Finn and Dan who kind of go to the, the Western side, but then there was also another one that was Rosette, but he's not really talked about as much. The Russian, but, right? And mm-hmm. then he, yeah, he's the one that goes over to Russia. So when it talks about it split into thirds, I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting that it says it split into thirds because then you have these three people after the ice melted in, in the Younger Dryas time period. Because even in the box saga, they say that they came out of the ice around 10,300 BC, which almost correlates within a hundred to 200 years of when they say the younger Dryas happened. And they had no way of knowing when this younger Dryas happened in the 1980s, because this is something that just came out recently. That's being worked on. So I, I, that's probably, I think Randall Carlson needs this info. The the (laughs) 10 tribes probably split into three different groups because you have the Moors. uh, And I mean, there's the whole black Hebrew movement, where yeah. they have a lot of evidence uh, where saying that, you know, black people were uh, the Hebrews. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of evidence that they were in America. Uh, I believe that. Way before anything else. There's also, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ross Ben has done work yeah. where it says that there were kings in Africa who, in like 800 uh, AD, went over to the Americas. Uh, with uh, tons of ships of Africans, and they had started uh, civilizations here. So there's so many different things happening all at once. Shout out to Ross Ben. He's on. Uh, he just dropped an episode. Well, uh, Higher Side Chats just dropped an episode with him on it. Oh, nice, excellent. Uh, so, so yeah, when you talk about that, you talk about Shem and uh, Japheth and uh, Ham. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, so what I think is like the Southern Hemisphere uh, were darker people and the Northern Hemisphere, they became more Caucasian. But Box Saga says that all people were tropical on the planet before this ice age happened and that these uh, people that got trapped in this Northern region uh, became white and developed blue eyes, which is interesting because they say that blue eyes they trace back to around ten thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! And it's in uh, all the gods that we love to talk about—the tall, yes. blonde, blue eyes, right? 
Hasselblad, Anunnaki, Polkalkan. Yeah, the white hair, or I mean, the white skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, and even the Native Americans have the same story. And with advanced technology, because think about it: if they had been trapped in this ice, you can picture the entire northern hemisphere being under total and utter destruction and duress. And meanwhile, the only warm spot was, you know, this. Helsinki area where there was they were protected by the Gulf Stream and and the there were seven islands activity. outside of it, right? So they had been existing and flourishing in these underground caverns in the north in Udenma, mm-hmm. which, which is, is why there's underground caverns all over the planet. Right. So they were able to advance all this time, and then the Younger Dryas happens, and then who comes out of the north? And that's what why they, they considered be- them angels because. If, it, if the planet ones. is full of a bunch of tropical people, right, Chinese, if if the planet is full of a bunch of tropical people and they see a fucking white person, they're going to be like, who the fuck is this shiny guy? Well, and if they're trapped <laughs> with something that's uh, radiation, that that would make their skin whiter, their hair lighter. Uh, it would make them have less hair as well. So there's a lot of different things that radiation poisoning does to the, the human body. So if they're what? trapped under ice for a while... Does that cause radiation? radiation? Well, what would be the radiation is uh, what you were saying earlier, the magnetic uh, mountain. Oh, yeah. That they're trapped Mm, under there with it, and it's uh, it's just eating this magnetic pulse is just eating away at the human body. If you look at the animals in the north, though, too, that you get a lot of like polar bears, white owls, white foxes, Arctic people, right? Arctic is another word too. Arc angel, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Ark of the Covenant. But also an arc, architecture, right? Yeah, an arch. And the thing is, the word arc and what it symbolizes is the shape. Is you know, you follow the etymology of angel and angle. It's exactly that too. It's a part of what you have the good definition for it. Yeah, the definite the etymology of the word angel is a a circle or a corner, which is a, a circle and a a corner and so when you when you put that definition with like arc then you get an arctic angel or an arctic anglo which is a, a white person from right, the north the pole Saxons, yeah yeah and an angel is also a messenger so and it's know, a messenger and the vikings would, one out, right. would always mm. be sending out messengers to go uh i just was listening to something the other day Oh, I was listening to the uh, the Volsungs a couple days ago on on audiobook, and uh, in a lot of that they used the word messenger like over and over and over again, and also the prose Adas, right? The Adas, they wrote everything in these poems, and so that you couldn't change the poems because if you changed it, it wouldn't rhyme anymore. So you had to continuously make it rhyme, and so when you go from the Adas to the Vedas mm. it's almost the same right it's the same contextual word it's just you're replacing the the e with a v right and then w- when you get into the box saga you have the uh the people called the veneer or the von people and so you see a lot of v in in front of things and so i kind of wonder if if it's from the veneer people are spreading the message around and they're you know using this v word the phoenicians or the venetians 
or right even like vishnu the v they i mm. when i was listening to that thing about hinduism they're talking about the v meant something higher okay so uh so that's another interesting connection to that's something i want to get into on roots of creation with like michelle merrill or um yake and kind of talk about that we're just kind of breaking down right now uh the whole box saga because it's so vast and everything we we want people to have a knowledge in their head of what it is before we kind of try to make these other different connections to other civilizations because if, if you don't really understand it, it it can kind of get like oh well you're just making shit up well right i'm not really making shit up i'm making really educated guesses here based on the information yeah. that i'm given um right. so when i'm using these words and stuff i'm not just using words haphazardly and trying to make connections like in in the whole system they have this root language and it's connecting these words and well even if you were just uh making it up you're playing with sounds and this is something else exactly. i read in that article and it's uh it, mainstream history tells us that all these languages that we speak even latin all the latin language all the germanic languages all the indian languages they all come from indo-european before that was proto-indo-european they all come from the same root thing so if we're just calling this now root language you know this, that this yeah. is written down in the box it's called root language i mean words are just representative of letters and letters are just sounds that are written down yes and if you want to get into like the runes and odin mm -hmm. and uh, we could get into that how odin hung himself upside down to the first illuminati member well, and sure. also about the language, it's also a living language. The root language is a living language that starts, you know, they say in the box saga that it starts with the naming of every anatomical part of the observer's body. Human body. And then yeah. eventually it moved on to things around it. The other person, uh, you know, the best friend, the lover, whatever, the enemy. The, and then it went off eventually to abstract no, uh, notions and words and phrases and thoughts but because of the way that's structured and once you get to know the root language a little it starts to make sense that it it can only go one way and it's mainly the oral passing of this language that makes it the way it is because babylon as soon as yes as soon as we start putting the black ink to white paper and uh pronunciations start to uh change then the root language is immediately lost and if you understand the root language you can start to find out where that happens and who did it mm -hmm. and when it, it you know what i mean so been I don't, done on purpose or things like that yeah i don't know if you listened to the michelle merle episode but i did most of it anyway if not we asked him about uh nephilim and nephilim oh i don't think i got well that must have been at the very end then because was, I yeah, was, like, towards the end. yeah you should okay. definitely go back and check that out you so know. what he says is that the word nephil means navel and heem is home so it's the navel home it's there it's where they came from okay. and he regards this to a place uh near finland in the baltic uh sea and uh, basically, at that period of time, it was really misty, which is where they talk about, you know, they say that this is the land of mist, right? And so they pretty much put the Nephil home in uh, 
right in that area in the north uh, by Finland in the Baltic. So the Nephilim is the Nephil home, the naval area. And then we can you can get into the whole merchant thing and uh, maritime law with all that stuff and everything. But what well, did you hear Adam Stokes on my podcast? I had him on. Yes. And he that he said that Nephilim comes from the word Nephal, which means the fallen. That's uh, where that root comes from. He's you know he right he studies languages and he teaches language with professor of languages. So uh, that's also very interesting. But that, that connects into the, the same. Yeah, it yeah. connects into the same thing, right? Yeah, it's so, just a different perspective. You know, yeah. they're seeing them fall down south. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming down from the yes. north. Right. And so we haven't talked about the name of this. Uh, well, also the time period, you know, before uh, uh, Altlantis, this was co- considered Paradisia time. The paradise. paradise. Time, the paradise Pear. time. Pear son. Yeah. And we're all pear sons, right? <laughs> yeah, because the god at that time, his name was Pear. And yes. so we were all sons of Pear, so we're pear sons. Yeah. But that, so this that's place interesting. Was- I, I don't know that I actually buy into that part of it, okay. but you it, don't have to, it doesn't make a right. difference in any right. of it. It's, just, <laughs> Check it, this out. it is it's very interesting how <laughs> it, it does work that way with sons. When you look at things that have sun at the end of it, so many oh, things. Yeah. Oh, I want to get into that to remind well, me real quick. Let's just talk about hell because yeah. in the box saga, it says that it was in the North and that's where this place was. And, and Yake tells me that this word originally meant completion, which is interesting when we talked about the colors and the, the cycles and everything. And after the, you know, it comes right back. What's that, Dan? You're giving me a symbol. Yeah. We turn off gang signs. <laughs> it's a circle. Which right. a circle yeah. is completion, right? Right, exactly. But it also refers to home. It also refers to heaven. Um, and even to me, after learning about the box saga, the phrase Garden of Eden almost sounds like the Garden of Uden, like Uden Ma yeah. is what. Um, so yeah, that, this yeah, hell in weird. the north, I mean, we all talk about inversion and how the, you know, this is what game they play and so hell became a hot place in the south it's interesting when yeah. hell freezes over and what's the name of uh antarctica too when on the old maps it's like terra del fuego yeah yeah, yeah the land of fire yeah dinosaurs and, in the 1500s being depicted and, down there and when you yeah, get into it when you get into enki and the sumerian stuff uh enki pretty much takes over africa and gives all the sons pieces of Africa, uh, and in like a line shape, he gives segments like this of Africa to his sons, and he he's always said to go into the Abzu, which is at the southernmost tip of Africa. So it's possible that maybe let's uh, you know spin it a little bit. Maybe there's a, a portal, or there's some type of underground entrance there where he can get into antarctica when it wasn't frozen over mm. and he was going to antarctica and that was the abzu and so then that would make sense that maybe it's a new type of hell because you have the positive and negative polarities right mm-hmm. the high and the low and you have white people at the tip of africa mm-hmm. yeah and abzu also means like cavernous right it means like void yeah 
Mm. Wow. And there's, there's a, I I saw an article a while back and it said that they have found over like seven to nine different active volcanoes in Antarctica, but they're just all covered up in ice. And so if you have that type of heat, you would, you would create like these big cavernous openings uh, where you could theoretically stay uh, there's this whole thing with the Nazis going down there and everything, and theoretically oh, they stayed there, and because they had these big old caverns that they could work in, and the temperature climate was kind of at a at a kind of a standstill, and it stayed within the few degrees. It was uh, like seventy three degrees, from what I've heard, and also I've seen this yeah. on like the Discovery Channel because there's plenty of cavernous uh, locations in Antarctica that they've filmed, and you're walking around in this seventy three degree perfect. Like they've even like you know hypothesized that they could put hotels like made out of the ice and and like kind of build them in that way because it could be a absolutely like indoor crazy heating for an igloo. Yeah, it's yeah, unreal. Basically. So these already exists as it is you know it's it's a very perfect location for exactly what it was in the north almost after when ice time happened have you guys heard about this eighth continent that's just been uh marked new new zealandia zealandia that was they're saying that was a continent before zealandia yeah zealandia yeah so it's not new now Oh, right. God. It will connect Australia to Antarctica, essentially. That's New Zealand That's is on top of it. Yeah, there's another one is like Kandahari or some, something like that that connected Africa to India and Australia. It was like Super a weird, weird triangle looking shape. I don't even know if that's real, but uh, they talk about water, smaller oceans, it seems at some point. Uh, well, yeah, there's 400 feet less of water. So, yeah, the great flood happened. Uh, oh, right, the yeah. water came from somewhere. Uh, somehow, you know, the, the firmament got broken. <laughs> yeah, because I know there's way crazy <laughs> ideas about like a time where there was no water and there was no carbon life. You know, if you if you guys have indulged yourselves in those eight hour long crazy ass conspiracy documentaries, well, I haven't seen that. No, that there Dude. was only land. Well, so not only that, but everything was silica based before uh, this is, this is ta- getting into like the crazy ideas about uh, devil's, yeah. t- devil's tower being right. some massive tr- crystal tree. Oh, it definitely the was. Earth tree. Dude, it's so nuts, man. <laughs> it was. Everything here was huge. And especially if you guys believe in the fractal nature of life, then you can see it, that it was. Every, it's just everything repeating on larger and smaller scales and, things are getting smaller yeah. and we always now know as a uh, as like a rule when we're looking at these ancient structures and all over the world that we're going to find more professionally achieved and much older shit underneath they're always yeah. building on top yeah. of everything over time yeah, fractal you, right there literally right. like they're building the russian doll on all these sacred geometrical fucking uh structures mm-hmm. it's great when you leave an area uh, dirt's just going to accumulate you know if you if leaves if you just let leaves pile up they're just going to turn into dirt eventually and you keep letting trees will just spray out new leaves and it'll just keep doing it over and over and then it will just you'll have layers of sediment on there that that are covering up something and you'll never know it's there if unless you dig it out right that was beautifully said man mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So what else do you want? What do you, what do you, give yeah, us yeah, questions yeah. at this point. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So this is. I did uh, kind of interrupt uh, Dan when he was talking about the parasons. Parasons. Uh, oh. Did you have oh, something yeah, else yeah. going on that? Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's. It's not really too big of a deal. It's just uh, interesting. Uh, well, here. Here's another one uh, that I talked about on just a show last night that I did um, with uh, Esoteric Eddie. Who wrote nice. the Lucifer mysteries? I'm not familiar with him. Uh, you will be. He'll be on the group show that we're going to do at the end of the oh, month. Oh, nice. Okay. Does he uh, worship Lucifer, or is that he wor- no, wrote something he, about him? He does not worship Lucifer. He, no, well, I was just because you just said something about he wrote a book. I was just trying. Yeah, he to wrote a book. Out. He he explains Lucifer and who Lucifer was throughout time, and uh, he gives his input on who he believes that he is, and and all that all that type of stuff he's kind of just deciphering old texts and everything and trying to make a connection and and figure it out yeah you'd pretty much you'd like him a lot i think uh so we were talking to him and uh i forgot where i was going parisons we're gonna give another maybe language example maybe is that where you were going Mm, no hmm so okay, so we all come from pair from Parisons. Yeah, there's way more to it. <laughs> yeah, so pair was like the first person, very very first. Yeah, and then Odin uh, was the name of the sun, Odin. Okay, so and that was where Odin Ma was. Odin and Ma Ma is the 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 creation, right, or the the matrix or the mother the mother matrix you say mother matrix often so mm-hmm. it's the 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 egg right mm-hmm. uh the womb so Udin ma is the male and the female aspect in one area and that was like the center of where atlantis was the home uh, this, was, this was says that mormons think that uh, Eden was in North America was actually in Missouri was Eden so if you're saying the center of Atlantis and we were just talking earlier about the Americas being Atlantis now you guys were saying it's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean but you know it's Atlantis is a time knows? period a time period yeah. in my opinion yeah, it's a man. It's a, it's, it's, so I think we you know we hear about Mu we hear about Lagartha Hyperborea Lagartha. Yeah, so we hear about all these actual other names where I think we've confused it I really do I think all land was ice and these were the places that existed in this time period you know mm, okay. yeah and we're we're yeah well let's go ahead Dan go ahead with what you were doing um yeah, I we forgot where crying. I was at with the esoteric Eddie thing. Uh, it was it was pretty good though. Something you were talking about last night. Yeah, maybe yeah. you'll come back around to it. Um, he said hyper, hyperborea. Uh, I have a buddy Ryan Zem who who has like the greatest YouTube channel ever. He's That's actually on a mission who to awesome. uh, the North Pole. He is uh, on foot. Yeah, and he's intelligent guy. Yeah, I'm. Mean, he's nice. self-taught. He's he's this mm. physicist. No, I don't want to say physicist. He's like some mathematician. He's a genius, like complete genius. And uh, he is hiking his way up there, and he just marked it out on his YouTube page, and he has a website for it. He's trying to hit both poles. Like, uh, what was that, Jim Carrey? Uh, like his life dream. Yeah. Wow. Every- 
uh, and he's just going Truman it. Show when he's yeah. wants to go to Antarctica. You know, so he's going to go to North uh, Pole first because it's not as cold, and then he's going to go down to Antarctica. He's trying to anyway. So that's we're, we're rooting for him. Yeah, we got to definitely share that link at some point. Yeah, follow yeah. that guy. Um, I did remember. Okay, ah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Bring it to uh, us. So. Uh, Andy brought it to my attention also, but I've I've been going deep on this uh, feminine, divine feminine thing with uh, all the whore gods, goddesses, whatever you want to call them, right? Oh, well, sir, perfect but... time to point to me. <laughs> oh, I didn't say anything. I, about you said me. divine feminine. I pointed to her, and then he said uh, whore uh, goddesses. <laughs> uh, well, because, depending upon what what I'm you believe in, uh, some people some people yeah. might refer to them as. As the horror goddesses, uh, uh, now you have, yeah, the horror of Babylon, you have Ishtar, Hathor, um, Oster, Isis, Ishtar, all of these different ones, uh, Asherah, yeah, Asherah, yeah. Astara, right, uh, Astarte, Astarte, right. So, um, with all these goddesses. Uh, I, I was re- I've been researching this lately, and uh, I saw somebody a video I watched connected it with the Akashic record, and um, that her name was Akasha hmm. uh, was another way to to pronounce it. So I started to look into it like over and over again, and I was trying to figure it out, you know. And um, interestingly enough, that. When I came back to the box saga, um, there it was just fucking sitting there for me. Uh, because the original All Mother, her name was Akka. Hmm. And that's where we get the word Academy. And because um, uh, she was knowledge uh, hmm. personified. So then you get these connections with Asherah and all these other goddesses, but they're also about knowledge. And and the female was the one that carried like the mathematics and the uh, knowledge and the cosmological knowledge and all of that stuff. The mathematics. That's down to the women. Yeah, the right? ma, the mathematics. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. They were the they were the, his, the the teachers in that sense. Yeah, right. I I think that the. Uh, that the female was kicked out of not necessarily kicked out of heaven you know the whole i'm going to go with the biblical story right here that that uh asherah or asherah she was essentially kicked out because she was going to protect her sons that made their creation here and god wasn't happy that they made a creation so she instead of allowing god to destroy them she came down to protect them so god said okay then you're going to uh Go, you're going to be hell that the, you're going to be the mother matrix and they now live inside of her in the abyss and she is the abyss essentially and she would possess all the knowledge because she's god's wife yes yeah i don't uh, know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um but so then uh then Andy hit me with this the other day. He was like, dude, occult. Oko. Oko. Yeah, because for the male, the all-father male was named Uko 
or is oh, o- wow. O-K-K-O. So the occult came from Uko and the occupation. Yeah, and uh, the, the worker, academia huh? and the Aka, the knowledge came uh, from Aka. And uh, when you get into the Gnostic version of Sophia, Sophia is like this all-known wisdom and mm-hmm. knowledge of everything. And that definitely connects into the Akashic record, which is the knowledge of the whole universe, right? And, and Sophia is the, out the uh, Demiurge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sophia also. Yeah, exactly. It's the knowing learning. everything. It's the apple or the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing everything <laughs> created the urge to do the pleasureful stuff because you already learned everything. Why not? Yeah. We can get into that too with the, the saga of um, I was going to tell you about their breeding process just briefly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too far into it, but the first son was known as Ra, and he was the king, and he was also represented by the moon. And so, when you look in the Sumerian, uh, the name for the moon was Kingu, and so you have a connection right there to moon and king already in the Sumeria, and then you have it in in the Bach saga. And the first son was the one that became king, and then the last son. They say the twelfth son before the ice age and the seventh son during the ice age and after. Yeah, less um, children afterwards. Yeah, because there wasn't as prolific. But the last son was represented as the sun. So I, I hear a lot of people that say that the sun doesn't represent the sun, or just because they sound the same doesn't mean they're the same. But then here's here you have direct proof from an ancient uh, oral tradition that says that the sun and the moon, the sun and the sun are the same and they have the same representation. So, what you have is you have the moon and you have the sun, the first child and the last child. Now, when Ra came out from the ice and he came with his people, he decided to, what does it say in the Bible? He they decided to take women um, and marry them and have sex with these women right so what how i think is this was a hybridization process and they're mixing these other tropical people with now this new mutated white race uh Mm -hmm. basically and so they were getting this these hybrids but the old god which was um odin or satan um and udinma didn't like this idea that they were uh taking their wives and and inter- and mixing their bloodline basically mm. uh it has a very uh nazi-ish feel to it uh but he didn't like that he was doing that and so he condemned them he was cast it out i think before that that was the fall you, the tilt was the fall and then the other fall was them uh having sex with these women and then they created the nephilim so then that takes you right back to the the other story we just talked about mm-hmm. and you have this raw figure now i've asked them uh, i've asked yake and i've asked other people in the box saga uh you know does this raw character represent satan or the devil or lucifer is this the same raw from egypt yeah so yeah I'm, yeah i'm gonna get to it yeah okay okay um, so I've asked them that a few different times and they, 
they usually tell me no, it doesn't. Yeah, and, yeah. You had said Odin or Satan in the beginning there. Those I hadn't realized that or heard that either. Uh, well, yeah, because uh, when he hangs himself upside down, he he has the the leg out right, uh, and they say that's a representation of sulfur, uh, and and the sulfur is Satan or. Um, uh, it's the it's the infinity sign with the cross of Lorraine on it, right? The infinity with the two crosses. Yeah. Um, and that's also an, a representation of Satan. Uh, and then these people all wore horns on their head, just like the Sumerians had the six horns for, to represent their different rank. They either had six, four, or two, right, and that right. represent the different rank that they were in the in the pantheon. And so when you have these horned beings or people from the woods or uh, the Cernunos, like the, the, the antlers and whatnot, um, you have these devil figures. And they even refer to them as the devils. Uh, and they refer to themselves as devils. Um, so when you get to Satan, begat Lucifer, though, because Ra is the son of Satan. So Lucifer. Lucifer is the son of Satan. So there's a distinction in the two differences. So Lucifer and Ra are the same, represented as the moon. So then when you talk about Asherah and the sun and uh, the star of Venus, and then how that has a relation to the moon and how uh, it's, but it's the moon's consort. It's the moon's wife. It always follows the moon around, but they're not exactly the same. Um, and so you have this moon representation, and it seems very much like Ra, right? And then so you what in the box saga it says that Ra went to Hindustan, which is where all the stans are: Pakistan, Afghanistan, all the stans, right? This whole area was called Hindustan, and there he became the Ra, Ja, the Raja, Mahara Raja. Mm. Uh, there's lots of raw names in the Hindu uh, so many. beliefs. Um, but then, and his consort there was named Maya. So then, then Ma. here you go with the Ma again, right? Maya, Maja. Uh, so Maha or Maja Ra is like, you know, uh, male and Ma female. Mahara Bharata, yeah. Uh, you get the male and the female aspects together as one. But then uh, what's interesting is the, the Native American people uh, also come from the same type of area in uh, Hindustan a long time ago and migrated. Maybe they migrated through Siberia and came down into uh, North America. Or maybe they just went on a boat and came over to fucking America. Debatable right yeah. uh but that's not the point the point is the dna does come from this area in in europe and asia and um possibly they were the children of maya and they became the mayans and so um so there's a connection there too with the maya and the moon now you have Ra, this raw person in hindustan now he leaves hindustan and he goes down to egypt and he becomes the raw there. But I think there, what we have here is a switch. Uh, I don't think it's the same raw anymore. I think now it's his son. And now his son is taking over Egypt. And this would uh, 
if you go with a Sumerian, then it's Marduk. And they actually have this like Marduk character in Hindu, um, which is pretty interesting too, because I was not aware of that. They call him something Marduk. They call him like that really? instead of Marduk. It's Marduk. He's the most hmm. powerful of all. Is he? Yeah, Mar- out of uh, Sumeria. Yeah, Marduk. Out of Sumeria, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know about. Yeah, I never it's heard about one. Hindu, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. It's like I never heard. Uh, I purposely listened to this stuff from the Mahabharata because okay. I wanted to try to piece together uh, some more box saga stuff and connect right. it with the Hindu stuff, and I wanted to have more information and and to go on, and so I could make those connections. Uh, yeah, head of Neil Guar. I don't Neil know who Gwar. that is. Neil Sounds Gwar, awesome. A portal yeah. to Ascension. Yeah, you should hit him up. He is. I've uh, heard of that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's big. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of him. You p- probably don't even know that you've heard of him, but okay. yeah, yeah, Neil Gar, G A U R, G A U R. Yeah, Neil right. Gar. I put Gwar like, like the band. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's how I said it at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I switched it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just to mention the horns, like where it comes from, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the horns are, well, they're Moloch. They're uh, Satan. Uh, it's, uh, to, it's uh, But it's actually to ev- ward off the evil eye. It's kind of like uh, the Halloween symbolism, right? You're dressing up to ward off the spirits, even though you're dressing up all crazy and creepy and or whatever, the spirits aren't seeing you, so they leave you alone. So if you give them the evil eye, which is actually like this, uh, by the way, and not like that, there there is a difference. Oh, there uh, is. I learned this the other day. This is this <laughs> is Moloch. This is the evil eye. This just means rock and roll, heavy metal. The the two are different. It's just like that too. If you add if you add uh, the thumb out, now it's not even Satan anymore. Now it's I love you. Right, mm-hmm. and then if you do that, who taught her how to do that? She was blind and deaf, and most likely mute. So you know the uh, uh, secret society. Helen were, Keller. Yeah, you think Helen Keller invented sign language? Uh, that she's the one that made that. Uh, yeah, she's the one that made that sign. Uh, well, they were teaching her sign language because she was blind and deaf. So it's the obviously first sign three letters, just I, L, and Y. Right, but she See, popularized. Boom, yeah, Mimi popularized hit it. it. Mimi nailed it. Thanks, Mimi. I did read up on this the other day. But there was a reason I had looked it up, and then there was like a difference between if you held it this way or this way oh, or this way there? or this way. Yeah. Oh, okay. We have Christians turning yes. over in their graves at all the <laughs> symbolism. <freaking> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, People it's can take it. It's the Italian horns. Uh, I obviously I know that. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Martyr- nomad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more man. this week. It's Babylonian. Yeah, we got Not nomad. Sumerian. Nomad hit us with the Marduk was Babylonian dragon. Yeah, if we're talking uh, about Sumerian, yeah. we're talking about Enki. But Enki, Marduk he, uh, was the son of Enki, who then later ruled Babylon. That is correct. Yes. Right, right, right. Mm. But uh, yet they also but, seem like the same exact character at times. It's bizarre. He, yeah, exactly. Well, it's yeah, it's it is true. That's but it's true also about. like this raw character. I mean, to suggest yeah, that's what that I'm all saying. these time periods are seemingly like in the same lifespan, like Egypt yeah. and Hindustan yeah. and the the Atlantis when he descended from the younger Dryas. Like we're talking about like thousands of years in what we're considering on a popular level, I guess you could say. Yeah. But what you're what Boxaga maybe is describing is that we're missing a hell of a lot more time and that we're 
what does this mean? We're starting at 10,000 BC with the box saga, right? When they came out from the ice and this is where we start to get all these different ideas from the biblical so this perspective. This is where from... Ra was was well, yeah, after so... this ten thousand BC, or was this yes. before that? Yes, oh, he was okay. after okay. At, when the ice cracked and melted. Because when these meteors hit, hit, it knocked down the ice wall. They were able to come out of the ice wall and see people again. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to rebuild these civilizations because of the cataclysm. So this character of Ra is both good and evil. He's evil in the sense to Satan, uh, the creator, uh, because he's going against what he's supposed to be doing. He's not supposed to be mixing. And he's he's going out and he's giving this technology, this stuff, to the other people that he's not supposed to be giving away because these are supposed to be arc secrets. These are archaeological architecture and all these other arc technologies are all secrets of the arc and he's teaching all these other different nations how to do them and rebuild their civilizations and so he's he's both the good and the bad at the same time and so uh, when when once we get to egypt uh that's where i believe marduk comes into play here and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. Uh, and it stops there. But we just say Marduk was the Babylonian dragon, and here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I think is that Marduk, uh, because even in the Sumerian text, it does talk about Marduk, and it talks about my knowledge of it comes from Zachariah Sitchin, so say what you will about that. But in the stories, uh, Marduk asks over and over again, when is it my time to rule? When is it my time to rule? It should be my time. And he, he's always saying, like, he's he's power hungry. He wants mm-hmm. the power so bad he can't wait to get it. And he keeps getting told, like, no, it's not your time yet. You have to wait. You have to wait. And so... What I think happens is because Ra's the moon, right? And Ra is like a sign- signal of the king. Now you have Marduk come in and he becomes Ra of Egypt and he declares himself the sun. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yes. So this is where you get like he wanted to overthrow God, right? He thought he was higher than him. And now he declared himself the one true God and that everybody shall worship him. And this is where I think the Bible actually comes from is from Marduk and from that perspective and all the other stuff, the older stuff are different gods and all this mythological stuff and all these Eastern mysticism and all this stuff was predated before this happened. And then it turned into Ra's legions. Oh, yeah. very interesting. And I've recently heard something about there's a lot of AR different things they use. Yes. Arizona, like it's the reverse of Ra. It's yes. R. Opposite. The zone of R. Yes. Uh, there's that connection too with the Aryans, o- Anu, and the Anunnaki, and the Danu, and then Danu River. Uh, valley and then the uh, uh, tribe of Dan. Uh, I often think that maybe the tribe of Dan had something to do with this, this maybe Satan's legion or, or not Satan, but Ra, his legion, yeah, the rebels was Dan because in, in 
the Bible, right? It's Dan that gets kicked out for worshiping the Canaanite gods. And it's even said that they're the judges. Now, in the Bible, the judges, they were sent to these different cities to basically judge those nations and either decide if they were going to stay or go. So when you talk about, like, um, what's uh, what's the one where they got turned to a pillars of salt? Um, um uh, what's his name? Sodomy, so- Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. Uh, so when you talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, remember the angels came. Uh, they they, Lot was it? Uh, yeah. Came to the angels over and over again, say, "If there's like five righteous people here, will you save us? If there's ten righteous people, over and over again, asking uh, him to like, okay, don't destroy our city yet. So if it was a meteor, I don't know how they would uh control dropping a meteor and in the hindu uh stuff in the bhagavad Gita and stuff they talk a lot about uh this war in heaven and these giant arrows and everything uh, also and, do oh, go ahead dan sorry no i'm reading the thing go ahead yeah okay so the you know and prevailed not neither was their place found anymore in heaven and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan which deceiveth the whole world he was cast so first um the serpent was one of dan the tribe of dan symbols was it not right correct so that's also an interesting point and also satan uh the etymology goes back in some cases to the one who stands against, you know, so that also relates back to this story. And I thought of something, this idea of mixing, and it's all based on, you know, having sex with these tropical women or whatever. It almost puts to mind Romeo and Juliet. And how it's this absolute forbidden love. Mixing of families. Yeah, dude. And I wonder yeah. if we went back to Romeo and Juliet, like the films and everything, and looked at Probably them. So much. Yeah, that's interesting. Cap, Cap Capulet. Uh, now, so they had different caste systems. Uh, and even in Hindu, uh, in India, they talk about how they used to have a caste system there in India as well, and how now they're trying, they've pretty much gotten rid of it, I believe. But uh, it's still kind of lingering around kind of like our old racist grandparents are. And so, you know what I mean? It's still, it's still kind of lingering from the old time, but it's kind of changing at the same time. And so um, this caste system isn't necessarily like he was cast from heaven. He went to a new caste system and became the God. So I heard this uh, talk with uh, uh Michael Wan and Ross Ben, right? And they're talking about the 40th parallel and everything. And I'm wondering if the 40th parallel is one of the ring lands uh, that some of these people came to and they were building these areas around this this ring around the earth, whether it's flat or solid oh, or round. Whatever, whatever you want to get. They're building it around the 40th this way or however you want to figure it out. Uh, whatever works for you. Uh, yeah, and matter. the 37th is uh, the most magical, right? That's where all the... Uh, 33rd. No, no, the 37th is where all the abductions occur with all the kale okay. mutilations. That's all oh, interesting. 37th. Ooh, I didn't like, know that. All of them. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's, I, cool. I, that's when I hear like people talking about the other ones, that was the first one I was ever introduced to. So when mm-hmm. I hear people saying like the 40th and all, like the 37th was the one that I always heard about 
through uh, alien abduction stuff. Yeah, so you have the zero line, which is like breaks the hemispheres apart, right? And then you have uh, 10, 20, 30, 40. So that's where we get into the angles thing, right? The 90 degree angle is, is pointing. If you go 90 degrees that way and this way, it points right to the top and this dividing line uh, down. Uh, so so then when you, once you get to Egypt and you have Ra, this is where I think it was actually the son of Ra. And then you start to have uh, all these kingships. And now it's like kingdoms. And now the king's sons become the new rulers, right? Um, this is, uh, I think, a lot of like how the second son always is the one that becomes in charge and the first one always dies or something like that. Uh, I think I heard you mention this too, uh, like that about Biden, um, how his first son was like a, a hero and then his second son's a go-getter or whatever. But uh, so so you always have this, it, it's biblical too, like it's always the first son that something happens to him or or something gets taken away, the right yeah, to the, rule. He's the better son and, and they kill right. him and then they uh, the one that's lame, they set him free to the world. Right, yeah. So this is a whole thing too. Uh, but I think that connects into the whole Enki and Enlil saga, mm. right? It's the second. It's Enlil that's the first, or Enki that's the first, and then uh, he has the earth, and then Enlil gets sent down, and now the first one is cast out, and the second one gets to rule, and uh, so everything gets demonized, and then Enki becomes the the devil and everything else, and and so that that's basically. Uh, kind of how I can fit everything in. Uh, I'm sure there's more questions, and if anybody else has questions that's listening, just, uh, if yeah, if anyone wants to leave any uh, questions in the comment section, we got Nomad po Podcast. He's doing a ton of research for us. He, he said yeah, the tribe of Dam awesome. was represented by a snake or by a lion. Other, uh, I don't know about the lion, but I do know about the eagle and a dragon. Horse too, right? Yeah, it's a horse. It was a horse, an eagle, and a serpent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, as if to say that these dualities that we've thought long and hard about are actually like from one source or something. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 And we already have the staff of Asculpia or whatever. I can't remember. I always, always forget that name. I think I've forgotten it on this show. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's the the snake and, that turns into the the eagle. It's and then Satan. Um, to some people, that was a title also as like the the sultan all, sultan comes from there too yes mm. uh also the word uh i was talking about this too it's shah s-h-a uh you see it everywhere when it has representations to the sun like shaman mm. uh shamash was a sumerian sun god um you have it in shem even sham uh you have it in uh all these different uh correlations to different things is you see the shah word even in shumer right shamer uh shimmer uh shining ones the sh and i tried to ask too if maybe the s had some type of symbolism to the snake because it's either in, in slither and snakes say serpent <laughs> and yeah. serpent and uh you see this s and maybe maybe that has that's what my idea is of a snake but I've asked uh, I asked Gary Wayne. He didn't know. He didn't think so. I asked yeah, uh, people in Box Saga, and I think this would go back to you they know, didn't think so either. Created because, well, so 
yes, if snake you take mound. The, yeah. yeah, if you take the S out of words, it creates new words. Like if you take the S's out of Jesus and you take the S out yeah. of Yeshua, it both sounds like Yahweh. Both of them yeah. would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's like yeah. if you, if you <laughs> yeah. take the serpent out, then yeah. all of a sudden it's. Yeah, the S yeah. has a, a very unique uh, vibration. Yeah, yeah. The C is also, uh, C, you know, yeah. that's it's like, like the crescent moon. Yeah, if you yeah, take yeah, EA, so. EA, right from the Sumerian too, you can put him. He fits into the Katie. ocean. He fits into sea. He fits <laughs> into. He's in heaven. Yep. Uh, He's in great. He's in. Uh, there's a lot of different words that contain ea. Also, check out raw. Raw is in like fucking everything. Have yeah, you guys is. come across uh, the uh, great vowel shift? Oh, vowel? Man, vowel shift. Yeah. So go on What the Flock TV. Uh, Paul from What the Flock TV. He does a great, great episode on the great vowel shift. So. In the 1200s, the English language got shifted. And then again, in the 1500s, it got shifted back, kind of. And this is why the English language is so perverted. Uh, mm-hmm. Why we have stake and stake will rhyme, but one's A-K-E, one's E-A-K, then great and great, uh, you know, that. But it, it's so weird. And I think it's probably... Cheese, yeah. I, yeah, I think that it was because the English language started in America and wasn't called English got shifted because the world got destruct, uh, destroyed in the 1200s, as we know the 1200s, was destroyed. Uh, then the mud floods happened, covered everything up, so everything shifted to Europe. They changed all the names over to what it is now. Then when they came back in the 1500s, they started digging everything up a little bit, but then they dug more in the 1800s, but they then it shifted back because of you know, they came back here. So then it got perverted because there were still some people here who knew it this way. And then it got mixed. And now you have like different languages within the language. And it's all, you know, English is so hard to learn because it got shifted so many times. So we have to talk about Alphernus Betten, which is the Box Saga's alphabet, which is basically the English alphabet. Okay. It is the it is like the root of Germanic language. Isn't there it, like thirty two letters or something? Well, yeah, there's it, there's extra uh, things, but yeah, um, okay. we could pull it up or something. I think but, it's uh, twenty four, and then there's like six eight extras. powers. There's eight eight, eight, eight okay, powers. Which yeah. one of them is raw? Uh, and so, but before we get it, before we go down that path, it's that um, Yake has told us as well that what the Swedish are speaking now in contemporary times is actually a form of root language which is this like original english language it's very wow. very interesting it's crazy yeah in nokian uh, that's where a lot of the word magic comes from like the the playful okay, stuff yeah. that you hear on tinfoil hat and stuff puns. That woman, right. the puns and stuff like that it's everywhere you guys it's familiar cool. with enochian where john d and uh Casey, what was his name? Um, William uh, Casey. Not, not William Casey. Uh, not William Casey. Uh, Edward. Uh, Edward Casey. Edward yeah. Casey, yeah. That they they um, channeled this language and it had twenty four letters and it was so similar to English that everybody thought they were just making it up. But then it <laughs> had its own source of, however they can detect it, it they detected its uh, its own language. So is this that language? Is what you're saying? Know. 
Uh, I've also told you about my crazy psychedelic experiences when I've had insights about a, like a, a story that uh, is made up of all of our languages. Every, <laughs> every word that's ever been created, if put in the correct order, is the story of humankind. <laughs> I came out of that's a crazy psychedelic trip like that. And then, so it's all these, it has to be. dude, all these years later, finding box saga and root language chills what for we days, here? man. Okay. So is this the uh, language you're talking about? Here, no. Andy? Okay. What's this, Dan? Uh, so this comes from a book called the book of angels. Okay. <laughs> and uh, in it, they the call angel. this the angelic rune language, uh, the, the language the, the of the angels. Language? Well, they're all they're all like in runes, and then they're saying it's the an- the language of the angels, which I find very interesting. They call it the angel alphabet. Hmm. How many letters are there? They they put twenty six in here. Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's interesting because English is a magic language here. Man, this it's was coded. this was a great episode. Phoenixes. Okay. Uh, show that. Rising from the ashes. You know. Fire. There's Gaining different the wings uh, and angels. Back to the north. Uh, okay. Those yeah. look very yeah. And it said like angels uh, don't always look like people. They look like these crazy, weird, well, what we would messengers. call scary things from scary movies, basically. Uh, so that's the you thing know, with bunch the, of eyeballs. The, the, yeah, sometimes the Bible, we have angels where physical human beings who would eat and drink with the people but then we also have these metaphysical things that were wheels within wheels eyes within wise eyes within eyes and so much so that it's the most repeated line in the bible or at least one of them where it says fear not don't be afraid you know because they look super scary yeah because (laughs) it's exactly what the aliens say when they show up all the time you know Mm -hmm. in all the movies yeah, not that they're aliens, not that it's ancient aliens, because that's a total psyop to take us away from all of this. You know, it's to take us away from our humanity and give us yeah. this sci-fi version of things, in my opinion. And it's been that way forever. So what? So before we uh, get going here, what do you guys think is going to happen when five G gets turned on on the nineteenth? <laughs> Because they shut it down because the airplanes, uh, the, yeah, FAA. Dude, the FAA was like, please don't. Yeah, please don't. You're going to kill us all. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Land all the planes on the 19th? Like, what, what, what's going to well, change? Some, gonna something's going to happen with the vaccinated people, probably. But I'm not vaccinated. Or maybe the unvaccinated. Be, you know, the White House threatened us. They said that you got there's going to be a lot dark of death winter. for those who didn't. Yeah. Dark winter for those oh, who really? didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it's weird too. It's going to be a zombie apocalypse, dude. It's so suggestive in that that paragraph that the White House put out because in the first paragraph about the vaccinated, they say we, we all, we, and then in the second paragraph talking to the unvaccinated, you all. It was even though they're not forced to. But then none of them got vaccinated, though, right? (laughs) So they are talking about the unvaccinated because they are the we. All right, yeah, I, that's it's weird, man. Ooh, I um, like that, Dan. I like that a lot. That's very yeah, similar to something hurt. I've heard from like Clint uh, Richardson about how, like, Word like yeah, we the people, the we that was in that room, the, yeah, those men, just like in the uh, us versus they, they're the us and we're the they, and so yeah, every time we say one. they, we're talking about us. <laughs> it's all so, word magic. 
I was trying to find it. Nine one one nine is going to be the nine one one. Yeah. Again. Oh. And it's day three sixty five of them being inaugurated. Oh Jesus! Jesus. The wheel is complete. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you called to Jesus because isn't that what Betty did? Didn't she like close some gate somewhere? She was like, "I'm out of here." Um, See you, Blanche. I was going to go with the seven seven hills, right? There's always the seven hill mythology and everything with like Rome and the seven hills and Maryland. uh and in Ma there was seven islands and Rome, then now, now we have seven continents. You have Rome, Georgia and, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also so, Hyperborea was seven islands as well. Yeah. Uh, was that I thought it was four. Oh, oh no, it's four. It. It's four. Very interesting. I wonder how that we should look into like those two concepts together. And see yeah. why one says one thing because also Box Saga suggests a vortex in the north, and that's also what helped them in that Finland, that Helsinki area, hell. Um, and think about Helsinki, you yeah. know, I mean, that's right there. Um, they talk about a vortex going in, and when that all land ice happened, they lived subterranean too i think about all the movies horror movies where people are living down in the caves for generations and they have blue eyes and and white skin and everything so there's another golem golem Mm. yeah dude so think about that hyperborea is a magnetic mountain it's this massive black mountain a radiating mountain yeah so it's very inverted and we have a four and a seven so that's it's interesting. Someone should look into it. We should look into it because it, well, Hyperborea is a very popular thing. But now we have Box Saga. In Uden Ma, there's there's seven islands outside of Uden Ma. They all have different names, and those were like the seven different islands that they all lived in. Right. And but and then in Flat Earth uh, cosmology, there's seven islands outside of the ring. Well, it depends on the day or what model you're going with, because I mean, we have that weird, creepy map that we, we don't have. We don't so, know. so you just no, identified no. yourself as a flat earther. There, no, Andy. we as we as human beings, we as we the we people, we the we people. As, <laughs> hey, we as objective human beings looking at every piece of it, even the silly stuff, because a lot of times it's made to look silly. So I'm anyway, mess- I'm messing. Hey, with I know, you. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because we were I'm talking about saying, that. A lot we- of flat earth. We were talking right. about that we thing. Well, if you oh, turn oh, we around, it's ooh or you. Ew. Right? Ew. 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 But <laughs> save all those sound bites. We're going to use them for something. Uh, this was a great time. <laughs> this was fantastic. We could do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd like you to uh, do you get, you know, do you have any more uh, uh, maybe questions or anything? Uh, maybe that can. Can see if I can fill in a little bit. I think I did pretty well. Uh, yeah, I think trying we... to explain like the whole Satan and Raw concept. Yeah, you and did how that came good. about. You um, cleared up some of my confusions as well. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind, I, I mean, even I'm when gonna... I ask the box dog of people, they tell me I'll have wrong. to talk to this so, esoteric <laughs> Eddie where you're talking about with the Lucifer because it's interesting yeah. that that you're saying Lucifer comes from Satan, uh, L- lunar. Yeah. yeah, Luna. Well, it, it does kind of make sense the, in some yeah. sense that Satan Morning had Star. dominion always... over the world, and that Satan was—I mean, Lucifer was with the adversary the angels, and then yeah, he's always Ooh, opposite he the sun. Big time, even right? even even with the the children 
process, right? It's the first, it's the first son and the last son. So they're they're already opposite. They're already adversaries when they're born, and now you put it up into a celestial configuration, and now it's the moon opposing the sun all the time. And now the moon can never reach as high as the sun can reach because the the moon is closer to our uh, atmosphere, and the sun is is way out here, and it's yeah, way that. higher in the sky. It gets to like high noon, and I the took moon kind of today, and the sun like was this. here, and the moon was uh, here. <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know, in my opinion i'll, I'll pull this up because nomad podcast put it up way back when you asked for too. when you asked for uh the genesis uh god made two great lights the greater light yes. to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also he never says i made the moon uh, I think the moon is it just says the, the lesser, lesser light. light. Yeah, yeah, I think the moon well, is it doesn't say the sun either, but we call it the sun. Right, uh, right. So, in my opinion, we had a large. If you look at the Ottoman Empire, if you look at their uh, flag, it was a large sun, and then it had a smaller sun coming into it. And I, that's what I think. Why we had the land of fire that we the larger sun was on the outside of the ring on a flat earth uh, model that it, uh, I don't necessarily believe in the flat earth. I, I think we're on a flat plane inside of a ball, like I said, so it would still operate this way that the, the larger sun, and maybe it's not even just contained to there. Maybe it's much larger than we could imagine, but like a Merkaba. that the larger sun was around the outer ring and the smaller sun was around, the ring that it's on now and that's why everything has winter and darkness but it was never supposed to be that way we were only supposed to have light and we were only supposed to grow and it's the darkness it's the cold it's the evil that holds us back Udenma. from growing Udenma yeah. was the paradise time where everything was parallel the earth was up on on it like this so the sun yeah. was 24 7 yeah yeah and around. the moon is the false light and it's actually colder than the darkness if you're to measure the temperature the moonlight is colder than the darkness because it's the false light because that's the, where the parasites, uh, that's their like spaceship, essentially. Well, if you think of true and false, right, that's positive and negative. So, And they say that yeah. they, uh, the moon is cold, so it would be the opposite of the fiery ball. So the, the cold and the hot, so the positive and negative nodes of whatever the fuck we live in. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. making us reincarnate or whatever. That's not letting us out of here. It's that's because of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say too that uh, Jesus, Jesus died to overthrow the moon or something, something to that effect. I don't know. I never heard of that. Uh, you said it on one of your shows. I, don't know. I never said. Uh, I never, no, you uh, did. That Jesus died to overthrow the moon. Yeah, to kill the the moon symbol. Uh, to kill the moon. Yeah, basically because the moon is Lucifer. So if he died for the sins of mankind to shut up the uh, Lucifer, then he would have done it to get rid of that moon uh, symbology. And that's what you you affect mm -hmm. see in in history is. They start to uh, the moon starts to become this evil, and Shrouded. then it's yeah. No, I don't remember saying anything like that. I've never heard it's that. It's sin. It's sin too, right? So sin is the moon. Yeah, sin is sin the is the moon right. god. And the Sinai Peninsula is that's the moon, yeah, and then Sinai. so then then you have so Jesus died for the sins. Jesus died for the moon. Okay. 
Yeah, I've I've never heard that. I don't. Uh, maybe one of my guests said, and I uh, didn't pick up on it. I don't know. I don't remember saying anything like that. But uh, it's interesting. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I I remember Emmanuel. You have to pull it up at some point. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> gonna, I got it right here. <laughs> I listened to like uh, several shows in a row the other day, and I I remember you hearing hearing you say it on there. But uh, you know, hey, it's fine. It doesn't. It's not a big deal, regardless. Yeah, uh, I forget a lot of things. I forget <laughs> everything. I typically don't forget things. That's uh, the weird thing. <laughs> and Mimi hates me for it. I usually, yeah, I hate that I can't remember anything. <laughs> I do because I lack a massive amount of sleep, and I think. Uh, yeah, I'm getting pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. You guys right. want to tell the audience uh, where they can find you? I think I have all the links in the description. Should be. Anyway, but uh, Dan, you want to tell them where they can find you? Uh, you can check out me and Andy and Yake on Roots of Creation podcast. We just uh, down, uh, put out a new episode with Ananto Dam, and we talked um, about alcohol and cocktails and uh, the, that relationship and what the meaning, deeper meaning behind that is uh, through the box hugger perspective. Uh, it's pretty fucking interesting, if I mm. say so. I'm sure um, it has something to do with uh, putting your own uh, genitalia <laughs> in your mouth. Definitely yeah. does. Yes, it's a cocktail. <laughs> cocktail. Yeah. Uh, it the definitely does. Horse. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I urge people to go check it out on its own feed and to stop going to deep share or to rising from yeah. the ashes uh, those podcasts. not not to stop going to them at ah. all just to stop going to it for roots of creation like go listen yeah. to roots of creation on its own feed we're trying to Maybe get that should. out separately and then uh you know we're probably only going to put a couple more on our uh own feeds and then it's yeah. going to be its own separate entity altogether. um but yeah please come visit us at rising from the ashes uh, we're on all the stuff except for probably Apple still. And uh, we are now on Patreon where we will be doing uh, Homie's Got His Own solo show that's going to be out twice a month. I have my own solo show that's going to be out twice a month. I'm going to get into spirituality, talk to people about their spiritual beliefs. Uh, Roman's going to deal with occult and food and health and stuff like that. Very cool. And then we're also going to put up um, uh, streams like this uh, that we're doing here, live streams and uh, videos are going to be starting. We're going to start getting into putting out videos on the Patreon and do uh, four shows a month with a group show uh, for all the free people. And those are all going to be themes. So anything extra okay. we, that we do in the month, too, we're going to put up on the Patreon. Um, so hopefully I'm going to try to get together with some other podcasters that have a uh, Patreon or Rockfin or something. And then, uh, we're going to do like only, uh, paid content type. Mm, very cool. Shows and stuff like that. Uh, and be careful looking up rising from the ashes. I saw that there's another podcast called rising from the ashes. Mm, uh, it's Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a Christian. He has like twice the episodes. So I was like, wait a second, how'd they get to a hundred and some episodes <laughs> that quick? And then I, I saw it wasn't yours. Yeah. Uh, ours on the outside says rising from the ashes in green with host Danny Naki Dan and the homie Romy it has an alien and a Bigfoot and a Phoenix on it. You can't, can't if you it. see it, you'll be like, Oh, that's got you gotta be. you gotta get on your... yeah yeah that's a shirt yeah, yeah. right there 
Yeah, we you got to get on Apple, man, and because that also means that Roots of Creation isn't on yeah, Apple. Well, you got to tell me how to get on those assholes. It's hard to get shit. on the Apple. Like, it, it takes a while. I don't get it. It took me two seconds on Red Circle, and uh, well, I, it shows. It, it like, shows that I am plugging it. <laughs> it shows yeah, that I am yeah. when I when I go to it. It shows that like it's like I got the green check mark next to it. It's like, hey, you're up over here on Apple, but when I go search, I can't find it. We'll, we'll, we'll get and, to the bottom of this. And in my uh, in in my views and stuff, if I look to see what people have watched it on, uh, iTunes does pop up on there, but I don't know how people are seeing it because I can't find it. Is there like a statistical number there? Is it like yeah. 3% Is it rising or? from the ashes podcast or is it rising from the ashes? Rising from the ashes. Are you sure? So you don't use the word podcast in your title? No. Maybe try it with the word podcast in the title. It might be there. Mm, Apple, you have to be very exact with Apple. I couldn't find mine either, but it was on there, and I, I didn't know. Did you try huh. the same with Roots, man? Is it like supposedly like green check marked, but we can't find it or something? Correct, yes. Okay, they, both, right. they both are. And then when I go into the actual website for the creator content, it'll show all my episodes on Apple. No but shit. It, but when all I right. search it, someone out there help it. us. Someone smarter than us with yeah. technology, just let us know yeah, if we're on Apple. Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, a great resource to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely go check out the Deep Share. Andy does good shit. Oh, thank and you, man. Definitely check out Emmanuel Kingman if you're listening to this on anything else. Uh, yeah. He does a lot of good stuff, and he does a shit ton of shows, like three a week. This yeah, guy, man. I don't know how he out. even has time for a job. Me neither, so. but I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't me, me sitting there going, I don't ever okay. see this guy except for when we <laughs> podcast together. So that's why I have that's to not be true. Here. I see him. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're together all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a lot. <laughs> recently. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just uh, I managed because I live in the five D world, I uh am able to slow down time when I want to. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, kind of like Evie from that one show. Or is it Evie? Small I know what show wonder. you're talking about. Small wonder. Didn't she? Like... Wasn't she able to go like boop and turn back time or and something? stop time? And then there's the other one with the, her dad lived in some type of crystal and he. Oh, uh, like the guy in alien. the Lucifer show too. He would uh, stop time or slow down time. <laughs> this yeah. is some Lucifer's uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so and you're not. Like, I can't find you on Apple. You up, so I yeah. can't see you guys uh, yeah. talking to you know the yeah. Apple screen right now. That is so. It's annoying. all good. Yeah, no worries. On, uh, we need to get on there because honestly, like the deep share. When I look yeah. at the statistics, it's like ninety eight percent from freaking Apple. Yeah. I'm like, shit. We got to get rising from the ashes on Apple as soon as possible. Yeah, so, ASAP. It's like trying. give me super user access to your screen. I won't put anything weird on your computer. So. <laughs> okay, I probably will. Uh, what right, are you gonna so do? Put some shows file. on there for me? <laughs> no, I can maybe Download look at some your good screen and see what the hell's going on. <laughs> All right, Andy, you want to tell the people where they can find you? It's the Deep Share podcast on Instagram and the Deep Share on Twitter. I'm um, on YouTube and Odyssey. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a website that I haven't touched at all. I mean, I don't go to websites ever, Yeah. but I mean, I think eventually I should develop it, but unfortunately I'm only thinking that way because it's like, well, they're going to shut this down. Oh, they're going to shut that down. I might as well yeah. have a, but then they're going to 
you know, they control the source of the signal anyway. So it's right. like, it doesn't really matter if I have a website or not. I'm just a yeah, floating I, presence for as long as I can be. But yeah. thank you like all. People uh, know where you where to find you through social media faster than going to a website. Yeah, they'll, you, they'll go to your social media first. Yeah, your IG yeah. is pretty popping. Uh, I got to oh, say, well, thank it, you. It, it's, uh, you do a good job on there. It's hard f- uh, for because you have to do pictures with Instagram and it's a pain in the ass because I usually do it when like I'm working and I get a minute. So then I'll just screenshot what I type on Twitter rather than, you know, there's a lot <laughs> of times fine. where I take pictures of stuff and I'm just like, oh, I, I don't feel like doing the rest of this. Like, you know, <laughs> no, I feel the same way. It's disgusting. It's absolutely gross of like, especially like a, most of the central themes we all talk about, about our contemporary world. And meanwhile, even us, we're like trying to hashtag and shit and trying to, fucking, you know, trying to put up social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for it, it's like, I, well, you know what? Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's for a good reason. We're all trying to just, you know, spread love and spread wisdom yeah. and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's interesting. We have to use the beast system right. because we're here, right? We're in this realm. Use the tools yeah. that you it's, have. It's super right. hard. And I, I want everyone listening to this to go check out my website, emmanuelkingman.com. I just put up a blog post called WTF is a Tartarian. And this is something this is like the most writing I've ever done. It was a nine page essay. It was over 6,000 words on Tartaria and what I believe it, it, a brief overview of what it was. And then a really deep look at why it was covered up. What is it covering up, which is an angle that we don't particularly cover in the conspiracy theory community. So, uh, I want everyone to go check that out. Uh, yeah, so I, I sent that wait. around. You sent it to us I, too. I can't wait that's to read. The only it. time I, I haven't s- seen you I'd when you've been writing. Yeah, yeah. So I say, it. I say it. What? I say what Tartaria covered up. Oh yeah, but I just mean for you know the yeah. most part, people are talking. They think that it's wonderful, but I know you guys actually. Uh, agree with me that it wasn't a wonderful place so yeah i was thinking yeah. about putting out a shirt that said like tartaria was an inside job or something like two big cathedrals <laughs> oh well yeah that's fun uh yeah so if and if you don't know my podcast if you're here from the deep chair uh seeing us live right now or if dan wants to put this out on his i can send it over to him and yeah, if you're catching this so my podcast is Godcast: the goodness over darkness podcast and we also andy and i do worship in the storm together every few fridays uh when we don't have holidays in the way and uh i also have a roundtable series called the human race which i'm i think i'm taking off the month of january because i am doing a, a roundtable with dan he invited yeah. me on at the end of january i can't wait for that so i think i'm That's gonna, gonna be a big one yeah i'm gonna keep this one uh, and you will be there for that too and nice. uh esoteric eddie and matt from the great deception podcast and then me and roman and that's it just the six of us uh so we're gonna get into it a little bit i i try to get up every angle this month we have esoteric eddie eddie who's gonna talk about luciferian mystery uh then we have uh bruce de torres gonna come on talk to us about god then we have uh um uh david matheson who's going to come on and give oh, us a celestial yeah, angle yeah. about everything he's the best uh, astro theologist that there is you know no yep. offense to uh micah dank or santos Bonacci or jordan <laughs> maxwell but david matheson he knows his stuff 
Yeah, just, and then we have yeah. uh, Miguel Connor coming on from oh, uh, wow. Aeon Bite and doing, giving us a Iron. little bit of a Gnostic version of the good and evil God and Satan. And then Love we're going to follow it up with that that Tribal Council roundtable at the end of the month and just have a good discussion about all these different concepts and see what we can figure out from that. So yeah, ask um, uh, Miguel Connor about Jesus. Uh, you you might be surprised if you didn't hear my episode. You know, maybe you'll want to listen to I it. I did. Okay, yeah, he he has a very interesting take. Very yeah. interesting take that he is you know more than what the Christians and uh, Jewish people claim uh-huh. Jesus was. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's curious. Oh. All right, so <laughs> I think that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Nice, everybody. Wow. Have, Have a, a great night. night. Bye. Yeah, good talk, man.